Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. And welcome to My Millennial Money. My name is Jess. I'm the producer alongside Glenn, helping bring you this show and a bunch of the other shows that we create. And today I'm joined by a very special guest from one of our other shows, Jess Spenlove. Hey, Jess. Hi, Jess. How are you going? I'm well. How are you? Yeah, really good and really excited to be here with, I guess, the shoe on the other foot or the microphone in the other hand and on the guest side of things. Yes, it's good to have you here because normally you're sitting in the host chair of My Millennial Health. I am. I am sitting there with my fabulous co-host and business partner, Chloe McLeod. But yeah, enjoying the guest seat on My Millennial Money today. It's exciting because today you're going to be sharing five recipes that are not just like healthy and delicious, but are also like really cheap to make as well, which is hugely important and I need it in my life because I need inspiration with food at the moment. I'm so bored of cooking the same stuff. So I'm excited that you're bringing some fresh ideas today. But let's not waste time. Let's get into these five healthy, yummy, delicious, cost-effective recipes that you can start making today. Let's go. Since the beginning of the year, you guys have launched your very first season. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a a whirlwind. My Millennial Health kind of happened really quickly and um, it's crazy to think season one is wrapped and yeah, we loved every second of it and and really glad that people have tuned in and and we've gotten good feedback. It um, It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was great. I loved the the huge variety that you guys covered on the show. I think the topics ranged from like mental health to exercise to some nutrition myths that you guys busted. Like it was a really broad range of stuff that you covered and it was really cool. I think my favorite ep was the extra virgin olive oil episode. That was amazing. I was really surprised by how much I learned in that episode. And uh, so if you haven't checked out season one, head back to wherever you're listening to this show and subscribe now. Also because we have been hustling in the background, aside from releasing season one, we've been hustling in the background to uh, get a little bit more stuff together for My Millennial Health. Jess, do you want to explain what's coming up in the second half of the year for the show? Definitely. My Millennial Health Season 2 is launching, so it'll be launching. Yay, we're back. Thank you. It's good to know that there was uptake in interest. Um, but I, I guess on that, um, you know, as a dietitian, like we love talking about nutrition, but it's only one part of health, which is the thing that Chloe and I love so much about my millennial health. It's given us a, a vehicle and an avenue to um, bring on these amazing experts and public profile people and, and people that we can learn from and talk about all facets of health because it's a continuum and they all talk to each other and they're all equally important. And 
different people are at different parts of their journey and have different interest areas. So it's kind of like, you know, pick the area that you're most interested in and then it kind of is a nice segue into the whole, you know, health space in general. But yeah, season one, lots of fun. I'm really, I love hearing people's favorite episodes. Like I always get a mixed mixed bag. I have, I've had a lot of people oh, say really? they like, yeah. I mean, the extra virgin olive oil, like Dr. Joanna McMillan is just, what a presenter, Man. what a woman. She's so smart. She's on fire. She's just incredible. So, yeah, big fan of her. But, you know, even the exercise episodes or the physio, I mean, ev- like the mindfulness one, I think, I don't know, I have so many favourites, I can't even choose it. It probably just, it chops and changes a little bit. But, um, yeah, season two, like we're back and it's. I think it's going to be even bigger and better than, than season one. So we've got a few experts. So we've got psychiatrists and psychologists. Like mental health is just such an important area. We need to be talking about it and also talking about preventative strategies as much as management strategies and um, it's just yeah a really important area so we're, we're going to talk a little bit about that with a few fabulous guests one being Dr Kieran Kennedy who I'm a big fan of him and his Instagram so people should go and check him out as a little bit of a taste tester for season two we've got some kind of high profile people as well which is is always fun and you know someone I've kind of if I'm honest, fangirled a little bit. Um, Hugh Van Kylenberg, <laughs> can I say that? Um, yes. <laughs> um, Hugh Van Kylenberg, or people might know him from his work with the Resilience Project. So um, big fan of that and it was great to, to get him on and, and hear all about the Resilience Project, I guess, as it's currently been and where it's moving to. And yeah, a few, we've got some athletes, we've got um, some mm. TV presenters. So um, we haven't, uh, we're looking to get Osha on. So um, mm. really interesting person, been on an a interesting journey with his health and his nutrition. Yeah, and a few current and, and previous athletes as well. So a real mixed bag, um, really looking forward to it. That's exciting. And just so listeners know a little bit about what you and Chloe do, can you explain to me what a dietitian actually does? Just like what an average day is like for you in in your role? Definitely. It's it's so interesting. People think, so do you just write meal plans for people? And it's like, no, definitely not. Um, <laughs> I actually try and not write meal plans for people because they don't really – they don't often work. It's really about changing behavior with the individual. But yeah, I guess, um, uh, you know, before I tell people what we do, like Chloe and myself run Health and Performance Collective, which is a nutrition consultancy business. Our overarching, you know, philosophy or what we stand for is helping motivated people live and perform at their best. So we work with kind of a, a wide range of clients. We work with professional athletes. We work with individuals one-on-one. We run corporate well-being programs. So in with like employees and, and big companies or small businesses as well. Um, we do presentations and programs at schools. Like I just got off a call with a, a school in Sydney that I'm going to be doing some kind of presentations and workshops with. And we do media work as well. And we work with food industry. So um, food industry being like brands, which align with I guess our philosophy and and helping people live and perform at their best with like cost effective nutritious foods making life easier for everyone but I guess on that given we work in so many different areas like a day can be really different depending on what's happening so today I was with one of the sports teams so this morning was emails and a bit of work before I went out and did some consults with some athletes now I'm recording a podcast, so a bit of media work. Yesterday there were some interviews with journalists as such. And then often there can be some project work. So whether that's 
projects that my business are working on or projects that we've been signed to do with different companies, um, whether that is, like I said, that corporate wellbeing program, developing uh, presentations for that or whether that is like a an in-house project with a brand or a company. So every day is very different. And then, yeah, sometimes there's some clients as well. So I don't do, I don't see clients today, but two days a week for a couple of hours, I do one-on-one consults, which is more probably what people understand dietetics or, or what being a dietitian is, working with people one-on-one, helping them with their goals and whatever, whatever it is that they're trying to achieve. So for me, I generally work with active people, whether they're weekend warriors or adolescents. Um, but in my business, we have some really great clinical dietitians, which help people who might have gut issues or food intolerances or maybe some chronic diseases where they need to change, make dietary changes to improve. So no day is the same. Um, that is for sure. Okay, cool. So it's, yeah, there's a lot involved in a, in a, on a day-to-day basis for you guys. And for Chloe, uh, Chloe's taking a little bit of a break at the moment. Jess, do you want to share why that is? She is taking a little bit of a break at the moment, although I am mindful about how I frame that because it's um, it's definitely not a holiday. Um, Chloe has <laughs> just uh, given birth to her second baby girl, little Miss Grace. Yes. Oh, cute. Yes. Yeah. So um, depending on when this goes live, um, she's about four weeks at the moment. So yeah, Chloe's just... Um, busy navigating life with with two a toddler and a, a newborn baby so wow um yeah she's she's pretty incredible she um so taking a little bit of time away from work so I'm kind of not a one-man band but mainly running the show with some some good staff around me and um very much looking forward to to having her back more from just a a bouncing ideas and like decision making. I, I've realised with you know this last kind of six to eight weeks how much we just run everything past each other and how it's great to have that sounding board rather than yeah all the decisions are kind of on your own. So yeah, she's um looking forward to to her coming back, but also want her to to spend time with with the little bub as well as much as she needs to. Oh, that's so exciting! Congratulations to Chloe and her family. We're sending you lots of big vibes. Can't wait to see you back. Yes. So um, that's very exciting. I love that. Well, let's dig into these recipes. Jess, do you want to tell us what inspired these recipes for you? Yeah, definitely. So um, we've put together five of our kind of favorite, nutritious, delicious, easy, and most importantly, cost-effective recipes because we all need a bit of inspo from time to time, myself included. And, you know, we're moving we're moving into the cooler months, so it's kind of nice to change up the regulars. And also, you know, one thing that Chloe and I are really big on, and we've had a few episodes in season one about this, and there's definitely some content coming out in season two. It's about eating to optimize not only your health, but your mood. And time and time and time again, the Mediterranean diet seems to stack up in this space. So these recipes are very much kind of inspired by that Mediterranean style of eating, which is really like lots of, you know, your fresh fruits and your veggies, our favorite extra virgin olive oil, which we love, we've spoken about, Um, you know, good quality proteins, um, but yeah, lentils, legumes, really a lot of plant-based options. Not saying it's only plant-based or or vegan or vegetarian, but there are a lot more of those foods in there. Um, And the thing we know about eating like this, not only is it good for health, but it's actually also really good for your bank account, which is probably a little bit of a myth, you know, the classic, oh, but healthy eating is expensive. And it's like, well, actually, no, what are we comparing it comparing this with. And there's this really, um, really prominent, cool study, which came out about 
five or six years ago now called the SMILES trial, which looked at a number of things, but one of them being like the cost of eating. And it actually found that people moving to a Mediterranean style way of eating compared to their normal standardized, like westernized, um, how they were eating before they went into the, the study, were saving $26 per person per week switching to the Mediterranean style of diet. So not only was it good for their health and their mood and their mental health outcomes, it was good for their bank account as well. So, you know, that's what we're here for. We're here for all the wins, the financial ones, as well as the health ones. So yeah, these five recipes are kind of inspired off off all of that. I love that. I love that. So if you're listening and you want to see what these recipes are, head to the show notes. There'll be a link there to the blog where we'll have all these recipes listed if you want to read along while Jess talks us through them. So Jess, what's number one on your list? So number one, starting, you know, beginning of the day, breakfast, really important. I'm always talking and Chloe's always talking about the importance of, of breakfast and, you know, it's coming at it from how you're setting your day up to then how you kind of move through your day. So this is more about sustaining your energy levels, maintaining your appetite control, having those energy um, sustained across that back end of the day, which is where we see people dip. So up number one for my sweet breakfast lovers is a berry birch and muesli. You know, if you're not into berries or they're expensive, you can sub them out for apple, um, pear, whatever's in season. You can really kind of change the fruit up. Um, we're big on, you know, your frozen berries because they're much better on the uh, the uh, bank account than the fresh ones. But you know, for me, berries are really up there with one of my top foods for people to include for health. So yeah, a berry birch and muesli, which is some delicious rolled oats and some nuts and some chia seeds, some milk, like whatever, you know, whatever you're into, some plant-based, like a soy or oak or whatever it is, um, sorry, oat or like a dairy, like cow's milk. So I definitely change mine up depending on what I've got in the fridge some Greek yogurt and then some, yeah, fresh or frozen berries and you kind of just mix it all together, put it in the fridge overnight and then top it with some fresh fruit and yogurt in the morning and, um, yeah, delicious, nutritious, easy and pretty cost-effective. So coming in about $2 a serve, so um, much cheaper than, you know, being unplanned and, and grabbing a yogurt and muesli and granola from the cafe before you get to work, which, you know, that can be $10, $12, $15 depending on where you are and where you're buying from. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's a good one for the guys in our audience who love to prep. I know we've got a lot of food preppers in our audience. So that's a really cool one because you can do that night before. Do you leave it in the fridge overnight? Is that the best thing to do? Yes. Yeah. So you mix the base and you put it in the, the fridge overnight and then you can top it with some fresh um, fruit in the morning or yogurt, or it can just be good to go. And, you know, a little fun fact, not only is it like cost-effective, timely, really good for you, when you actually soak the oats, it actually increases the amount of prebiotic fibers, which is like the absolute number one best thing for our gut health. So we spoke a, bit, a lot about this in our gut health episode in, in season one. So not only it's good for the back pocket and all of that. It's it's not only healthy, it's even better than if you were just to throw some oats in a bowl or cook some porridge in the morning because it's got even more of this prebiotic fiber in it because it kind of like activates it and, and, and creates more of it by soaking the oats. So little fun health fact there. <laughs> 
That's awesome. I love that. I did not know that. So love it. I'm already learning things, Jess. This is so good. There we go. All the hacks. <laughs> oh, I love it. So good. Number two, what's number two on your list? Yeah, number two is a veggie omelette. Um, so I'm actually a bit of a team savory breakfast person and um, well, these days anyway. So it's a good way of getting a good hit of protein, some color, um, some veggies, which we know most people, I think it's like 8% or less than 8% of adults and less than 5% of children get enough vegetables. So if there's a way to get some veggies at the front end of your day, that is a big win for me. So yeah, this is couple of eggs, some extra virgin olive oil, some cheese, some mushrooms, spinach and tomatoes. And, you know, this is a, a – you can prep this the night before. I've definitely made omelettes the night before and then just quickly heated them up in the morning. But this is a really good one for those early risers or for the people maybe working from home. So, um, you know, a bit more time on the hands, not doing the commute and a nice savoury cooked breakfast is just a really great yeah. way to start that day. That's cool because I know, yeah, I find that people usually fall into the camp of I love savoury breakfasts or I love sweet breakfasts. So this is definitely for the people who love a good cooked breakfast before work. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, For me, I used to be team sweet and look, I still like the bircher every now and then. No, I'd probably make the bircher and have it as a snack to be honest. So you could do that as well for that bircher recipe. But um, yeah, team savoury for me definitely seems to knock the appetite kind of on the head a little bit more and I find my energy levels are a bit more sustained into that back end of the day. Love that, love that. And um, something that I know we've been trying to do a lot more in our house is have more vegetarian meals. But I think I like I just don't know where to start with vegetarian meals and I'm really glad that your next recipe is vegetarian because it's giving me something to start with. Do you want to talk us through what number three is? Yeah, number three is a, a faithful for me, but same, it's a bit of a spin on the old faithful, the burrito bowl. And this one is a veggie burrito bowl. So look, I think the it's it's great. Eating less meat is on people's radars. Like it's good for health. It's good for the health of the planet, um, you know, animal welfare. And, and we had that great bonus episode with Simon Hill. If, if that's an interest piece for you guys, definitely go and have a mm. listen. But the best place to start is where you currently eat and with small little tweaks. So, you know, for me, I love a burrito bowl and sometimes I'll do a beef one. Sometimes I'll do a beef and bean or lentil one mixed. Or sometimes now I just do the the bean and the legumes as that protein base. And from a taste point of view, it's tasting delicious, very similar. From a cost point of view, it's significantly reducing the cost of, of the meal per serve because, you know, per kilogram, lentils and legumes are much cheaper than what beef is. And it's a really nice, easy way to enter into those kind of more vegetarian or or even vegan based meals depending on what you're adding to the burrito bowl but um you know it's very much your, your classic salad and veggies whatever you kind of like you know here we've used some avocado which you know pushes the price up a little bit but if you drop that out it's going to reduce it back tomato onion coriander for those that have coriander some capsicum and then, yeah, for our protein sauce, we just get a four-bean mix. So literally in the can, rinse it, put it in the pan, cook it in the pan for a couple of minutes with your spices, and then happy days. So easy. This is um, a really quick, nutritious, um, delicious yeah, way to get some more vegetarian meals in your life. So a really good entry point. 
I love that one too, because there's a couple of fresh aspects, like fresh food items, but there's also quite a few things that you can store in your pantry for a while. So like the tin food stuff and um, if you've got like spices and herbs you want to add in, that sort of stuff, you can store it, you know, buy it in bulk and store it in your pantry. And then that could also help sort of save on some cost with some of your meals if you're doing it like once or twice a week, that kind of thing. 100%. And, um, you know, again, like this has come in at $5.70, like with a few little swaps there, we could probably even reduce that to definitely being under $5. And then, you know, I love a Mexican kind of takeaway if if someone's needing or wanting is probably one of my like recommended go-tos, but you're still paying like double to triple that per serve compared to what this costs. And like you said, there's a few things in the cupboard, there's a few fresh things, you know, you can really pull this meal together in like 10 minutes, which that's pretty great. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one for people working from home. Like if you've got a quick lunch break at home, just got to grab a few things, whip it together and then that's lunch at work. Woo woo. Exactly. Exactly. Love that. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. All right. Number four, this one sounds really good. And I'm really glad you're using chickpeas because I suck at using chickpeas. I have no idea how to use them. And I know they're good for me and I know I should include them, but I really don't know how to use them. So this sounds like a good one I can try. Do you want to talk us through it? Yeah. So number four is our warm sweet potato and chickpea salad, which it's a great either side or main. So this could very much serve as as your main meal. So we're getting our chickpeas, which is a great source of protein and fiber coming from those chickpeas and you know to be honest when I'm using lentils and legumes 99.9% of the time I'm using tinned ones it just works for my life works for like from a cost and a convenience point of view so there's absolutely nothing wrong with that you know you just rinse them and they're there and it makes it a really accessible way to incorporate more of these great foods but you know a lot of the prep from this recipe comes from roasting the sweet potato so if we're thinking you know prepare in bulk at the start of the week for the meal preppers in the in the community um or even just those that are just getting more organized like batch a whole bunch of sweet potato or pumpkin whichever like you can swap or use both And then it's just, again, it's a matter of we've got our like tin chickpeas, we wash them, we've got our other bits and pieces which we're just going to throw together. Um, Here we've used buckwheat for a a grain, but again, like if you want to chop and change and save time, you could swap that out with a brown rice and quinoa, you know, microwave cup. So this Mm. is just, yeah, a really good way to kind of play around with a lot of these quick convenient foods um, and it's super delicious and yeah it's a good one if you want to add you know some chicken or something to it or it's it's perfect to have on its own as well because it's yeah a good mix of that protein and fiber which really fills us right up. Love it yeah it sounds like a really versatile dish I love that it can be a side or a main like you could have that for lunch or you, yeah you could cook up some meat at night and then have this on the side that's awesome. I mean, you know, we are all about what we call ingredient prep. So, or just prepping your meals and having a bit of excess and leftovers. And, you know, we find most people don't want to eat the same thing four or five times a week. Totally get it. 
neither do I. Um, but what I do like having is all my things prepped so I can kind of grab and go. So yeah, you might have that for lunch one day and then the next night you might have it as a side dish at dinner or at lunch you might put it on a wrap or you might add some extra protein to it. So you've kind of same, same, you've saved yourself time and prep, but then it's had in three different ways and it feels very different. Feels and tastes yeah. very different. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. I love that. Oh, okay. This is going to be this last one. This, oh, it sounds so good. Okay. This is number five. This is a dessert themed uh, dish, guys. Jess, do you want to tell everybody what this one is? 100%. We needed to have something sweet, like a nice little healthy treat at the end because it's all well and good breakfast, nailing your breakfast and your main meals. But what about the treats, guys? So number five is a raspberry chia pudding. So easy to make, so tasty and nutritionally it just ticks so, so many boxes. So, you know, this takes a couple of minutes to make, it takes a couple of hours to, to set. It, you know, does its kind of magic in the fridge. So we do need to pop it in there. But again, we can make a couple of these. And looking at this, like, yes, we've popped this in here as a dessert, but this is a great afternoon snack as well. So some chia seeds, whatever milk you like, again, if you're in the dairy or the plant camp, whatever works. And then we've got some some berries again, so some fresh or some frozen. And again, like pending price, you know, we can sub that out for some different fruits, but I just tend to go the frozen option. It really keeps that cost down. Bit of vanilla extract and some pumpkin seeds for some crunch and some healthy fats. $2.60 a serve. Like if you're looking at a yogurt pot on the fly from um, one of you know a Greek yogurt pot. They can be two dollars fifty on their own, and then you probably want to add something to it. So it's a pretty cost-effective, delicious treat or dessert or snack. There, I love that. It sounds so good. And chia seeds is something I've actually started using even um, with my two-year-old, like trying this kind of pudding idea. So if you've never used chia seeds, don't be scared. It is kind of fun and it's an interesting sort of texture, but it is really yummy in a pudding form. So definitely go and try that one. It's worth it. Yeah, they're so good from a like an omega-3 fats point of view because the thing with um, omega-3s, like you get them in your oily fish, but not a, pe- not a lot of people like them or people might be, you know, cost of salmon and, and oily fish can be expensive depending on what they're getting. But some chia seeds can really go a long way. But um, I, have, <laughs> I have a bit of a funny story about chia seeds actually. One of the <laughs> one of the Giants boys, um, I won't say who, when he was a draftee, like I was, oh, chia seeds, they're great, you know, let got to get them in the diet and talking about a few different ways and like bless him it's showing that he was an eager beaver but he made himself poached eggs on toast one day and then he just thought oh chia seeds must be like sesame seeds and just said they were good so sprinkled all these chia seeds on his poached eggs for breakfast one morning and sent me a photo and I was like oh sesame seeds on poached eggs like sure like yeah a bit of healthy fats he was like no they they were chia seeds and I was like (laughs) how did that taste and he was like terrible but you told me they were good for me I was like oh bless like great initiative maybe put it in a smoothie or make it into a uh make it with some oats or soak them but um yeah you don't need to do that again Yeah, well, and that's funny because I think when people start making the move to slightly healthier foods, they're probably coming across ingredients 
that they haven't used before. And that might be quinoa or chia or buckwheat like you had in some of these recipes. And I love that in these recipes you explain, you know, the soaking time and how you cook them because I think that's something that might throw a lot of people off. Oh, no, healthy foods. It's all these weird foods that I don't know how to cook. And, you know, it's not what I'm used to cooking. So, it um yeah, it's great that in these recipes you kind of walk through what to do with them um, for those of us who are who are new to them. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's a barrier. It can be a barrier to entry very much. And I hate when people just assume, you know, it's like when you're talking to someone and they're using the lingo, whatever kind of profession it is. It's like people just really need to, to start with the basics. And I guess the one thing I'll say, like, you know, it, th- these five recipes, it you don't have to go out and buy the ingredients and make all five and overwhelm yourself. It might be... You know, I, I do often see people doing that. They, they, and this is to the point on the meal plan and why that's what people think dietitians do, but it's actually not how um, in practice they, sh- they should be working. It should be looking at the person and what they're changing. Um, it really is about picking one or two things that they can add in, which isn't going to overwhelm them or feel too different and then finding ways yeah. to incorporate and then, and then build maybe extra items in there. So, yeah, look, I'd love when listeners, you know, listen to this and maybe use some of the recipes to, to let us know which ones they start with and then where they kind of go from there. So it's all about creating change, building momentum and then sustaining that and moving on to the next. So, yeah, that's what it's all about. I love it. And yeah, if you guys go and grab these recipes, print them off or get them up on like your tablet or something in the kitchen and try one of them and send us a photo, tag us. We want to see it. Yes, definitely. And if and if you put put your own spin on it as well, like just because we've said X, Y and Z fruits or vegetables, like if you want to use something else or swap it for something, like you can totally do that. It's kind of a here's an example, but it, you can be choose your own adventure as well and chop and change some things. So bit of free reign as well. Add your own signature. I love that. That is it. All right. So maybe as a last thing today, before we finish up, for anyone that's listening that this might be literally the first time they've ever tried to change the way that they cook and eat, um, thinking of, you know, their budget, but also their health. Do you have any tips for like how to start planning meals throughout the week? Definitely. So the first thing is you want to start with what you're currently doing and optimize rather than picking a meal plan off the internet and trying to follow that. Something which is too far and foreign from what you're doing is not sustainable and achievable. And then you just end up feeling a little bit deflated because it can be too hard. So start with what you have and optimize. My next thing, and if anyone, um, well, they may not follow me on Instagram, but if, if they if they do start, uh, there's a few things I'm always talking about. And one is all the elements. And the second thing is all the colors. All the elements simply refers to the different, comp- the different components of a meal and what makes up a well-balanced and well-proportioned meal. So I have four things which sit in there. The first being protein. So whether that's an animal or a plant source, lentils, legumes, tofu in the in the plant camp or anything from an animal like your meats, your dairy group. So we want one of them at each meal. That fills us up. It's what we call, it keeps us um, satiated, which means full, which is really important. The second thing, we want to have some high fiber, whole grain carbohydrates. So, you know, Carbs are in pretty much everything, but we want the good quality high fiber ones because again, they keep us full and they're really good for our gut health. So these are things like oats, 
brown rice, quinoa, you know, dark grainy breads or sourdoughs, um, a lot of those kind of carbohydrates. So we want to have them at each meal and snack. The third thing, which ties in with the the second point being all the colors. So this simply refers to the fruits and the veggies. And I want listeners to start looking at their meals. And if they see that they are only brown and white, you know, the classic cereal and milk, eggs on toast, steak and potatoes, look, they're not bad meals, but they're only brown and white or beige. What I want to see is colors, which is micronutrients, which is the good stuff, which helps us feel good. And this is the stuff which starts to optimize how we feel on that day to day. So we've got our protein, we've got our high fiber carbs, we've got our colors, and then we've got some healthy fats. So whether that's nuts, seeds, these chia seeds, which I've been talking about, which people are going to start trying, extra virgin olive oil, avocado. We want something from that camp at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We want a lot less of it compared to the other three. They're our kind of heroes and our, our main components. But if people start to have meals which feature that, so whatever they're currently doing and, you know, even if someone's having wheat bix and milk for breakfast and they chuck a banana or a cut up an apple or put some frozen berries on top, amazing. You've optimized that. You've started to kind of create that. So all the elements and all the colors. And if, yeah, meal, if your meal and snack is looking very brown and white, I want you to think what color can I put on there just to start to optimize that. And if people start with that, that's a really, really good starting point. And um, yeah, I, I know they will feel the difference instantaneously. And that is the thing that hooks them and keeps them going and sustains that behavior change. I love that. Jess, thank you so much for sharing this with us today and for everything that you share on My Millennial Health, because it is so broad. Like you said before, there's so much involved in our health, not just our food. Our food is an important part, but there's so many other things that it's so great that throughout season one, and I'm sure in season two, it's going to be so broad reaching. You've got people from all different corners of health coming in to share. So just a reminder to listeners to go and subscribe now in the app that you're listening to this on, go and subscribe now and get ready. So season two is planned for July. So it's not far away. Go and subscribe now and um, hang around because there's some really great episodes with some really cool guests, um, but also some episodes where Jess and Chloe just kind of share their thoughts um, from their perspectives as well. So it's, it's going to be good. Yeah, thanks so much, Jess. And yeah, good opportunity if you haven't tuned in to go and and have a bit of a binge on season one. And like you can really start at any of the episodes, whatever speaks to you. And um, yeah, then get ready for for early to mid-July when we'll be launching season two. So pumped to uh, to share that with the listeners and the My Millennial Money community. Yeah, we'd love to hear um, what you guys are doing to focus more on your health and go and try these recipes, link in the show notes. But thank you so much for listening, guys. And thanks, Jess. We'll see you soon. See you soon. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. My Millennial Money supports A21, a charity focused on abolishing slavery and human trafficking all over the world. Check out a21.org.au for more info. If you would like some other giving options or if you're unsure about which charity you can support, head to thelifeyoucansave.org.au. 
This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.